Um, this chizuk is um, related to Shabbos Zohar as well as Purim, and everyone knows that Shabbos Zohar is connected to Purim. I think it's pretty obvious that we choose the year. There's a chiv to, to erase a Amalek once a year, and we choose the Shabbos before Purim. Obviously, the connection is obvious, but I'd like to focus a little bit on a deeper connection. I want you to listen to me, please. Because this chizuk that you're going to have today is the, is the chizuk you need. Because if you look in Svarim, they explain that the war before Mashiach comes, the biggest Nisayan is this Nisayan that I'm going to address. And we know from Rashi in Pashas B'Shalach, when he speaks about the war of Amalek and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Rashi says, Melchemist Hashem Amalek Rashi goes on and says that the Eivishter's throne and the Eivishter's name will never be complete till we eradicate Amalek. So the question is, today we have no chiv to physically kill Amalek, right? We don't know who Amalek is. So the question is, how could we eradicate Amalek in our own uh, life? So I want to be Magdim. The Chazal tell us what gave Amalek power in, to empower us. Chazal say, the Kalei was in a place called Rafidim. Yeah, and that was what gave Amalek the, the way in, the way into uh, uh, sink his claws into us. Because I'll roughly the Amenatari, Kalei got very schwach, they got very weak in learning. What does that mean they got weak in learning? So I want to tell you, what is the pshat, what is the reason people get weak and give up is when people do not have the proper value for what they do. They don't think what they're doing really makes a difference. And that is the number one reason why people don't do what they're supposed to and they give up. And as I mentioned, Sadiq Akkayin famously says that the Messiah before Mashiach comes in a year. People are just going to throw in the towel. They're not going to feel that what they're doing is important. And that feeling is a feeling of karach. It cools us off. And I'd like to show you that that's a malik. We have two chazan that tell us how we overcame Haman. So Haman walked in Dachas Rebbe with how much money? 10,000 shekel kesel. There's two different chazal as to what schus we had to overcome those 10,000 shkams. Anyone know what they are? The first chazal is our chazi shekel. Famous chazal that says again, explains, Yovoy, that Haman said, your chazi shekel went ahead and trumped and overcame what? My 10,000 shekel. It sounds very poetic, half a shekel, 10,000 shekel, but what does that mean? So, Tyre, Tyre, Bochum, Swarm Hagdushim tell us a gem. 10,000 shekel represents Haman. Big deal. Everything's big. Haman says, major. Look, I, you guys, your ways of is not that major. And that's how he overwhelms us by saying that we're not perfect and our Vayt Hashem is not so important. Comes a Yid, tells us Chazal and says, let's make difference how much you do. Let's make difference how much. It's, as long as you go ahead and do something like Kosh and give it your best. Yovoy Chatsi Shekel. O Yid's Chatsi Shekel. Which is a small amount. Could trump the 10,000 Shkalm of, of, of Amalek. Why? Because the 10,000 image is Amalek. Amalek puts on all your heads. This image of 10,000 come. That's the goal. Goal is to finish Shas. The goal is to give the biggest shit. Those are all wonderful goals, but those break people also. The avoid is, I just found, I'm doing Mishnah Yaimi. 
I'm doing daf yomi. I'm doing a halacha yomi. Whatever it is that you're doing, you go and you sacrifice to the Eibushter a chazi shekel. You're not perfect in your shmiras and I. You're not perfect in what you listen to. Let's make a difference. But there's one time you went ahead and you controlled yourself. So what do most people say? Big deal. I was ready over so many other times. That's a molek. Your chazi shekel that you give the Eibush is precious. That is one chazal. There's one more Chazal that tells us what threw away the 10,000 scrolls. Who remembers the Gemara? That Haman walks over to a little child. And what does he say? A child that left the Shir. And he asks them, does Mordechai was saying Shir? And he goes, what did you learn today? Which halachas is Mordechai teaching? And what does the child say? We're learning Hilchas Kemitzah. Does that ring a bell? It's a Gemara Megillah. Moshe rings a bell? He says... What does Kimitz Rabbi say? This much flour and oil. How much, how much is the value, the, the monetary value of that? A couple of cents? Okay. Says Haman got very, very taken. He goes, Yavoy, your small Kimitz and trumps my 10,000 shekel. So the Ramad wrote a sefer called Mechir Yain. It's actually fascinating. He writes, during COVID, this got very famous. He wrote it during a pandemic. There was a pandemic in Krakow, and he didn't leave his house for a couple of months. The remote, a few hundred years ago. And the remote said that I wanted to have something like a project that I took on during, uh, <coughs> during the pandemic. So I wrote a safe on Miguel Sester. He wrote a safe for the cover of the pandemic. I covered the extra time that he had, that he wasn't being a rub. In those days, there was no shyness communicating. Unfortunately, nobody was asking shyness. He was, he was, so he wrote a safe called Mechir Yain. In the safe Mechir Yain, he shares this. He goes, What's the significance? Put the Kemitzah trumps the 10,000 Shkalim. Haman was so busy saying, the Kalash was not perfect, we'll be able to get them. Comes, Mordechai is saying, Yeshinochus Kemitzah. That this little f- flower and water is what? It's so chashuv that it, the Abish likes it. He goes, that means the Abish does a chashivist even for what? For such a small giving, such a small Messina? Forget it. And he chapped it, he lost. Those are the thoughts that are anti-Amalek. Those are the thoughts that are anti-what? We need to uh, understand a small action. And this is what Amalek does, the karcha. They tell you, come on, is it really worth anything? Anyway, what you're doing is nothing. Just stop. We give such a cheshivas to every action. Matter of fact, you want to hear something amazing? There's a uh, pasuk in the Megillah that says, Vayavor Mordechai. I don't know what that pasuk is talking about. There's two days in the Gemara. One is that Mordechai passed Pesach. Moshe, listen to what I'm telling you. That Mordechai passed. What, do you know that they fasted on Pesach? Are you familiar with that? So you have to listen. They passed Pesach because if you know the days that they were fasting, it was into Pesach. And because it was such a tzara, he said, I'm going fast on Pesach. So Chazal say, Yav Mordechai, Mordechai. Then there's a second shot of Chazal. Yav Mordechai. Mordechai helped people when he was at the river and people had to cross, he helped people over. Can I ask you a question? It's like saying two pshatim. One pshat is he built a big, big, big shul, the other pshat is he gave a kid a candy. And, and Chazal put it as two parallel pshatim. Isn't that interesting? So I saw the Svarim, Hagdashim tell us the same exact you say it again. Now what? We're trying to tell you what made Mordechai big was not only his big actions that he had the power to go ahead and... No! He went ahead and what? 
took a child that had to cross, took a year that had to get over the river, and he helped him out. That's Mordechai. Don't be a Malik that only values big things. Every little Messiah snapper you give, every little time you want to do something and you don't, it's precious by Kajabah. I know what you're all going to say. Okay, that's only by an Adam God. But by an Adam Cotton, a small person, I don't know if that's true. So I want to tell you a Shemeshmul about Haman. That he, everyone knows there's a very famous Gemara. You ever heard that Gemara? It's a Gemara Megillah. The Gemara Megillah says that the grandchildren of Haman learned Torah and Brak, Shmuel Bar Shilas. Now the question I want to ask you all, what's the question I want to ask you all? So there's a Kasha. Shem uh, Shmuel asks, how could they be Megayer? Amalek's not be Megayer. So he answered that question. But what's the point that I want to bring out? How? Right, today we don't know. That's why there's no keep to kill Amalek. But let me ask you a question. What's the obvious question? Gitten on Zion. Gitten on Zion. So the Gemara, can I ask you a question? What schuss did he have? Listen to the Shem Shmuel. The Shem Shmuel in the year Tafresh Pei asks this Kasha, and he says the following. He brings a medrash that says that while Haman was dragging Achishverus through the street, he, Mordechai through the street, he had the thought that what? Uh oh. This is not looking. Uh, this is not looking very good. And he said he recognized that the Abish runs the world. He saw how everything turned. He had a fleeting thought of the Abish that runs the world. So Medrash says the Shemeshmo, and that's Chos Yisrael that grandchildren learned Torah and Eibach. Now listen to this amazing thing. Says the Shemeshmo, from here is the greatest inspiration for a yid. You could beat no one in this room or anywhere is as bad as Hama. Yet he went ahead and he did a good action. And what happens? Because Bachur doesn't say, oh, you're a It's nothing. Because Bachur took that thought, that precious thought of his, and what? And valued it. And what? So really, what is it? That when, the, when the Russia has to get a good side? Because Bachur pays everyone back what they deserve. It means even, listen to the Shem Shmuel, he says, Kavachim Yid. That does a good thing. And he says, yeah, but I'm bad anyway. You couldn't be as bad as Haman if you tried. Yet you went ahead. So you think you do a lot worse than Right. Uh, it doesn't mean, again, they get paid for every good deed. But the point, I want to just bring out one Nikud from the Shem Shmuel. He says, look, even though he was in the matzah of destroying Klai Yisrael, he did a good thing. What does the Shem say? Doesn't go undetected. Every, I'm trying to bring out one point that every small action is precious. People don't value their actions as much. You know, it, the, uh, the, there was a great Sephardic Gaon named Benzian Abishol. He once saw a guy. A bus driver for kids going to Cheder. And the guy looked like he wasn't in a great mood for his job. He's frustrated. Kids are driving him. And he went over to him. And he tells him, you don't understand. If you looked at every time you opened the bus door, that that's a psicha to a safe retirement. You're taking kids to Cheder. Yeah, it looks so. No, it's not. But that's true with everybody. Look at the actions that you do and appreciate them and recognize them. And chapter, everything you do, and you won't get shvach. Who gets shvach? Who's karcho? A molly comes in with the 10,000 strong and says, you're not the good guy anyway. He's better than you. He's donated a building. So well, who cares about your $100 donation to Stalker? Shekhar v'chozov, that's a molly. And that breaks us because we don't have the proper chashivas. So Rabbi Isai, if you ask me what everyone has to really take in, remember the chati shekel trumped 
his 10,000 shkom, the kmitza, the small flour of a carb mincha, not even an ounce probably of flour and water, that carbon, the kmitza, Haman says, oh, so Kaleisol values small actions that I can't do. That's not precious. So it's important to, um, to take this in, and take this chizik in, that we fight Amalek, Amalek, that thought is breaking Yidin every single day. And that's something we have to fight. And I'll share with you a, an amazing Misa that I get tremendous chizik from at the Chavot Chaim used to share. Okay? It's an incredible story that the Chavot Chaim used to share about how a small action, you don't recognize its value. I love the story because of Chavot Chaim. And what I love is that the Chavot Chaim shared the story and he didn't realize the impact of that action when he said it. And then years later, Rabbi Yanko Galinsky shared the story and he said it, but he said, look, it's even more than the Chavot Chaim. And today, we can say the story and say it even further. To make a long story short, the story happened by the revolution. The, there was a guy that was lead, one of the leaders of the revolution to overthrow the Tsar. And the Tsar took strong hold. And the, 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 the leader of the revolution were chased away. They were chased back to their holes. And one of them was running for his life. And at that point, they were out to kill him. And he figured the safest place to go was the Jewish quarter. Black could assume anyone there. And he quickly knocked on one Jew's house. The door the said, no. Finally, he found the Yid who said, okay, fine. You know, you're risking your life for letting him in. But he goes, I feel bad for you, you know, trying to overthrow the Tsar. But the guy didn't tell me he was a leader. He just said he was one of the soldiers because he didn't want anyone. Even the Yid should know who he is. The mindset, the guy went and he hid the guy, fed him. And I remember a couple of weeks later, things calmed down. He sent the guy. The guy turns, I'll pay you back one day. Now, he had no idea who this guy was. So he said, okay. And he totally ignored him. Whatever it was, I don't know enough Russian history, but uh, whatever, a certain while later, they got into power, and this guy was from the top, top inner circle, and he sent this guy a message, he should come to the uh, headquarters. He, no yet ever wanted to get an invitation to the Russian headquarters. He was petrified. He said goodbye to his wife and kids. He thought he was going. The guy calls him in and says, listen to me, I remember what you did for me. Whatever you need. He goes, I don't know. He consulted with the local Rabbanim. There was Xavier at that point against Yidin. And that's because the whole Xavier went. And the Chavot Chaim used to tell the story, look, it was a small action. Many years later, that's Israel, Rabbi Yanko Galinsky, who was in a Vardik Talmud, shared that there was 18 Bachram from the Vardik that tried to sneak out or sneak into the country, whatever it was. They got arrested by Russian authorities. They were all sentenced to death. One of them was the stipler. And again, they quickly... Uh, they, wherever they knew about this connection, they called this guy, he went, and what? And if Yankin can say, the Chaim didn't even know what the type would become one day, and now I can say, look, that action's even bigger. What am I going to add? We're standing here, Erev Purim, that's the first year, Erev Chaim Kanievsky. Yankin Galinsky didn't even know what, he thought it was only the type, he didn't even know Chaim Kanievsky's coming. So this one action saved the Xera, saved the 18th Bar with the Stipe, and ultimately Chaim Kanievsky. But the point that Chavot Chaim is to want from the story is don't undermine any small action. It's yeah. not that big. Small actions can go very far away.